doing a uh, an update and I, Trish doesn't know I'm doing it but uh, while the vampires are going for blood <laughs> as they do four times a day mm-hmm. and uh, I'm um, have made a, a recovery but it's going to take some more weeks of antibiotics and everything else to deal with this infection that I have and I'm unfortunately it was there um, in the beginning, uh, and then I decided 
you know, rather than monitor the, the old infection, when I was at the hospital before, I had gotten, um, I, okay, so I think he's hit it. Okay, um, so anyway, it flared up again because of an incident that happened. I can go into that later, but it's really, it's really my fault. And uh, so now the plan is, is I'm, I'm kind of getting, you know, beating the infection, but another three or four weeks of, or four to six weeks of antibiotics probably. And then I have to, you know, be able to put nutrients back in my body too. And then there's the issue of where that's going to be. And right now I'm in a kind of a... 6712 refuge. I'm, I'm in a sub-ICU... Uh, area of the hospital, and uh, shout out to Scott McDonald, who's who works here, and uh, so yeah, this is uh, the second run through was much worse than the first, and I lost the use of my legs, which just went I guess from weakness, but that's not uncommon, and uh, so a lot of rehab you know, to get back, and, uh, you know, things could be worse, um, I could have easily died, uh, I went face-to-face again with death, but this time closer than last time, and, uh, it's a nasty thing I'm fighting, you know, this MRSA, nasty, and, uh, but it's on the run now, as you can probably hear, and, uh, and I have to do, you know, rehab to get my legs back so that I can function, you know. And right now I'm unable to function at all. So that's kind of where I'm at. So I appreciate your prayers. Uh, it's been a, a strange journey because I, at one point, I was in the hospital. And then I felt afraid for my life and I was not thinking clearly. And I just walked out and... uh so they slapped me with an AMA thing, although I didn't even know what I did. And I told the hospitalist of the next place that uh, my mind wasn't right. You know, just like I was hallucinating and uh, unable to think clearly. Um, you know, but I did perceive that there was somebody that was hostile toward me or whatever. And uh, uh, because of the fact that I asked, they were having a party or something at the nurse's station, I asked them to tone it down. And then the guy got, you know, who's, who was told to leave, he got offended at me. So there was a suspicion. Thank you, sir. Oh, he's a bad Yeah. But anyway, there's a lot more um, intricacies in all of this than, uh, than meets the eye. And I'll be trying to address it in different ways. As I feel better, I right now I feel, um, you know, at least, at least somewhat lucid. At least, you know, I have my wits about me at this point, even though I know my voice doesn't sound right. Hello, and so the the anonymous nurses are streaming in and out while I'm talking to you, because usually it's busy. They're trying to figure out whether they've got the affection out of me, and they're draining it out of me. And they, they keep having to check and recheck my blood and also the uh, fluid. 
build up. And uh, so that's kind of where we're at. And um, there really isn't much, to, you know, I mean, you probably could have figured all this out. But uh, yeah, it's bad, you know, it's bad. And it's gonna take a long time to get okay again. And unless we have those great miracles, which I, I've seen them, I know they exist, and uh, I expect them. I'm in good spirits. Um, in other words, I feel positive about attacking the, uh, the problem. And, um, you know, uh, I could cry about it, but that would just be an endless futility. You know, it's just a, a horrible thing. So. So, I think probably I was vulnerable to attack because I went through a medical procedure that put me at risk of infection and I got the infection. And that was my choice. So, if I die, uh, it's basically my fault. It's not anybody else's fault. Like the Led Zeppelin song, nobody's fault but me. Um, I've learned a lot about the spirit. You know, I've learned a lot about death. I've seen how people die just like little dots of light. Strange. But I have some prophetic remarks and I'm, I'm in a hospital room that uh, is nice, it's a newer, built a year and a half ago, and, um, and uh, it's just one, one notch below ICU, oh, so, you will have to, and I'm wearing a mask as well, an oxygen mask, so that's also making my life but I do, I will probably be getting out of here in a few days, and then it's to the next thing, whether it be a rehab place or somewhere where I can work on my uh, mobility. And so that's next. There we go. So, now in this case, the nurses have been, you know, good. No complaints. Uh, no, I don't, I don't sense an evil uh, conspiracy here, but I don't want to sense it. And I've seen a lot of things hallucinatorily, if you will, that I think that I think the Lord could show me hallucinatorily, I mean, hallucinating on various drugs that they gave me for, uh, for anesthesia and stuff. They have uh, done two operations on me and put two chest tubes in me to drain the fluid off my lung. 
and they keep checking. In fact, they were just here checking to see if how much fluid was left there, and if they feel there's enough, then they'll come back again. It's very painful, and put medicine in the tube and try to shake it up to get more, you know, to get everything out they can before they finally pull the pull the uh, chest tubes. So that's kind of where I'm at, you know, really pretty stuck. And, uh, but I still feel like, you know, I got up yesterday and I stood up on, with a walker and I felt a lot stronger than, you know, before. Not that the legs were back, they were still wobbly and I was, I was trying to fall backwards, trying to fall, fall any direction. I couldn't quite keep them up. But um, when they went, they went immediately. The legs just went. And then they weren't there. And it seems like a strength thing. I think I was, uh, my blood oxygen was de- desaturating real fast. And uh, I, you know, I was, I mean, let's put it this way. I shouldn't be talking to you. You know, I, you know laws of physics are mad it's kind of a miracle that I'm here. So I think what the Lord wants me to do is totally give out to you the things that I've seen and the things that I see that are not like others. And one of those things had to do with life. For example, you know, I want to do a lot of talking about these two two you know, these two gene pools. And, you know, one is just basically the way they are and we're, we're incompatible. And the other one is spiritual, lambs, right? And the two don't meet, the two don't go together. And I just wonder and wonder about that. But then I realize from, from my ordeal that, you know, God, this God's game, it's his bat and ball. He's, he orchestrates who's on one side and who's on the other. But to say that there is no two sides, because that's not what the Bible says, I think that's, in a way, kind of prideful because, you know, kind of man-centered thinking. Because it's very clear, you know, do not, you know, mingle with, you know, people that are, you know, not... My brain's pretty well fried. Do not, um, you know, don't, you know, mix with people that are unequally yoked. Don't, you know, plan things together with people that are unequally yoked. There has to be the God component there. It may not be as strong as you, but it has to be there in some way. And it has to be there not of that person's doing. And here in the United States, they make it look like you do the saving. I wave my hand and go up to the altar. I decide I want to be saved. I've opened my heart to Jesus. But it doesn't work that way. I, I, I just, I want to, I think so many of us are lost here in this country because we think that it's salvation by self. 
Now think about it. Even on your best day, you know it's not self. Oh, I know. Not self. I deny self. Da, da, da. But it's salvation by self. You know, we save ourselves. We better do good so we stay in the good graces of Yahweh or, you know, of Jesus, of Yah, whatever. And I think... So that's one mistake. The other mistake is, I've been harping on this for many years, the John 17 mistake. We don't seem to want to give up our individual lives. John 17 says, I in you, you in me as one. I am in God, God's in me as one. I'm in God, God is in Jesus, Jesus in me. I'm in, I am, I am as one. And it says that, as one. And that means that ultimately God is pulling us, you know, wherever we're going to be going, it's going to be in the presence of him, in his presence, in his, you know, closer to him, not further. Less separation, not more. Is there a, 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 a melding that goes on? I can't tell you. You know, I don't know what it'll look like. But there's a great resistance. People want to keep their individual personalities and they want to get raptured and they want to go on from here. And um, I saw my own death and I was close. I've been close too many times now. I got to be perfect when I get out of here. You know what I mean? No, no... Uh, no screwing around with food, drinking, any of that stuff. It's just out. And my liver is still in good shape. <laughs> but uh, no, no vices. Um, the Lord has stored up for us everything we want to live in a kind of a complete, intoxicated, euphoric state. And I knew this when they injected me with uh, fentanyl and ketamine as a way to knock out the pain because uh, putting the chest tube in is kind of like just, you know, sawing your your ribs or something. It's insane pain. And, of course, that took me on a trip. And, of course, yours truly didn't waste it. But here's what I found out. Okay, something like ketamine, which has been a big mystery to a lot of people, and some are using it for therapy to cure PTSD and things like that. And, you know, I I can see how it could be used for that. The very limited way could be used to let go of past traumas. Definitely. A very, you know, very important drug. And here it is, a cat tranquilizer, you know, so our very important drugs are labeled like cat tranquilizers when that should be one of the most prized drugs that we have because it can lead to those psychological things that block you to remove them. You know, prayer can too. I mean, obviously, you don't need ketamine. But what I did notice is that as I got to the point of my own death, and, and you know, I got to the point of my own death and I was just like a light, just kind of beeping on and off. And whether I was still there or not didn't matter. Whether I was alive or dead didn't really matter in the end. It, it, it was not 
the, the ketamine does not lead to enlightenment. Okay, there's no, there's no deliverance there. There is no Lord there. It'll take you as far as you can possibly go beyond, you know, atomic matter, beyond matter, beyond form, beyond spirit. But the end of the in the end of the game, it's basically no. That's as far as it goes. We're still in the realm of them wanting to make a digital universe. And ketamine is a perfect drug for them to think about doing that because it shows that there is nothing beyond this, what we perceive as reality. And that is not true. That the leap of faith cliche is very true. And I think we need to understand that. Um, the leap of faith cliche is, you know, the re- our reality goes to a certain point and no further. And then there's that leap. Okay? And over there is the consummation, the wedding feast, the wedding, the bride, the groom, the end all and be all, the finale. But it's not here. Here, you get to a, a dead end. And that's what I think the ketamine ultimately proved to me. Because I did, they did three shots. And, you know, like I said, it was for pain. But then the doctor was curious as to what I was thinking about. So he was querying me as he was operating on me. And I was sure he was a seeker of uh, knowledge. But take it from me, please. There is no there there. It may be therapeutic, you know, and I'm not, and there are centers popping up all over the United States like a fad. Uh, and it might help, be helpful, but it, I can see how that could happen. You know, you relax in certain issues or you boil it down to this particular trauma blocked you from having a normal life. Yes, you can get to that point, but then. Are you going to undo that trauma? Is it going to release you? Are you going to be able to deal with that? No. Only by miracle power of God will you be able to get beyond that trauma. Not by understanding it. Understanding it is not going to get you beyond it. Then you feel like, you mean some little thing like that screwed up my whole life? Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Well, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray, pray, pray that God would, you know, heal me on the way. Because I know that after death or in death, we're healed. I know that in death, all those little things, <clears throat> all those little embarrassments, whatever it was, you know, afraid to dive off the diving board, whatever. Um, all those little things are wiped clean as if they never were. So now we start having to talk about the people coming into the power of the kingdom and getting those, getting this sort of preview of all that's happening. And that's why your reality is falling apart because, you know, the, the, you know as reality falls apart for everybody, it's falling apart for the lambs as well. 
and they, you know, none of us, we're humans. We can't process it. I think, yeah, the other thing is <clears throat> not to worry, not to worry about, uh, you know, getting there or who's there or who's saved. Forget about it. That's not our concern. We, this is all church programming. We don't need to worry. Well, so-and-so seems like a Christian, but I don't know. Well, take it privately to the Lord. Either avoid or engage as you will have, as you're led. It's just got to get back to simple. Really, it's really very, very simple. You know, everything begins with God and ends with God. And the only missing thing from ketamine, LSD, I don't know what else there is. You know, MDMA, Awaska, any of these things. You know, anything, you know, you know, it's the solution of God is missing from all those compounds. You see yourself as one with the universe. Sure. Micro, macro, I see myself as one with the universe. I see myself as an individual. I, I see myself as just, how dare I be so arrogant and think that I'm, I matter when there's just all this, all these people. Well, no, that's not it at all. All of that's flawed thinking. The only real thinking about how it is is to give our minds to the Lord and have him do the thinking for us. And it may not make sense when you know, your friend asks you, well, what are you seeing in the spirit? And you just say, I see this great, uh, this great change of cognition, thoughts, ideas, everything. It's all changing, and people are not being able to keep up with it. Meaning that people have, have these nefarious plans for global domination and, you know, sort of a James Bond thing. Uh, they can't think clearly either anymore. Now, we're all off the compass. We, none of us have a GPS right now. There is no, you know, being a good steward is going to be being attentive to the spirit in the now and not venturing out too far because his thoughts are greater than our thoughts, his ways are higher than our ways. He that's in me is greater than he that's in the universe. Had I died the other day when I was you know, critical, it would have been fine. You wouldn't have missed me, I would still be there. You'd see me again maybe after your death, you know, but not in the same way would you. You might not see me as a, uh, you know, a biped. I don't know. I'm not even going to speculate because that's f foolishness. Okay? So, I mean, that's the, my thoughts today. And uh, I'm thrilled to be talking to you. I wanted to get an update to you. I didn't want you to worry too much, but kept the location secret because, you know, of obvious... Obviously, there's, you know, threats out there. 
and problems. And, you know, we just don't want to attract any because I'm really weak right now. I'm really down. Down and, and I need to build back up is what I'm saying. And hopefully I'll be able, I'll have the opportunity to do that. Um, and the other thing is I do work. I mean, I'm now, you know, managing this company. And I can tell you one thing, go over there and buy a, a, a T-shirt <laughs> or a DVD. And a shout out to uh, Luna. Shout out to, uh, uh, you know, my friends in Newport Beach and elsewhere who uh, sent me flowers. I didn't give the, the number out for others. You know, I just, I feel it's, these people have, are like, spot. they found out where I was. But I, I, I value the love, value the prayer. Listen, collective prayer is the greatest thing you can do for each other and for the world. That's numero uno. Numero uno. Lord says, I want to tell you a lot of things, Zeph, and you're going to tell them. So you'll get a Zeph perspective on a lot, whatever the Lord said means by a lot of things. You know, I think today was a kind of a precursor of it. Um, I think you can tell spiritually my mind is, I think I'm, I'm right in the pocket right now. Uh, and I'm anxious to get back to work. I'm anxious to, you know, to, to get these podcasts going in a, you know, more organized way and <clears throat> to get, um, uh, you know, as I can uh, to, you know, maybe talk to some people. I've, I've, you know, I keep thinking, who do I talk to? But the Lord interrupts me and says, you know, you have your own, you know, you should be interviewed by someone else. So I'm, you know, I'm open to anything. Right now I'm, uh, okay, so for the film people who are checking in secretly, uh, I'm still here. So, you know, if you want to buy a an autographed copy of, uh, you know, the novelization of Girl Next or whatever, and you manage to get one uh, while I'm alive... And then if I die, you probably have something valuable in your hands. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, um, yeah, and I think we're going to go forward with, uh, with uh, the novelization of society has been moving forward, too, with Brian Usna. And um, so all that's kind of on my plate, you know, which is good to have something to, you know, something to, to, to physically do, some business to really, well, you know, professional business that I, that I have to you know, uh, be responsible for. I think that's probably a good thing. And um, I, I don't know what will come of it. I'm certainly not hoping to be a rock star, but I am uh, committed to uh, making our company solvent and good and going forward and and productive and uh, a place where people can be employed and... and uh, you know, take care of their families and whatnot and, and certainly have a life to lead and have a place for their creativity. And I think that's what we're, we're working on. We're building it. Um, and there's great news in the background, but I can't really say what it is. Uh, but to that end of, you know, of uh, when will the company, can I outrace... Green tea, that's what I drink now.
Can I outrace the company with medical bills versus profits? Well, that's a good question. Pray for me. Most people would say, man, you got the odds against you. You know, and I'd, I would admit you're right, but I, the Lord told me don't give up, so ain't going to give up. And we're not giving up the Zeph report, which is the primary thing. And uh, we're not giving up. Uh, I'm still here producing music, and uh, I'm, I'm going to uh, produce more professional tracks this year. And I'm going to need help eventually, uh, you know, getting all this stuff published and, you know, help the stuff that, I'm, that I oversee. And, uh, you know, it's, like I say, it's gotten really busy. But anyway, so let's get back to God. Hi, Lord. Sorry to make you wait. <clears throat> we had a commercial from uh, our sponsor. <clears throat> okay. The Lord is the sponsor, obviously, and the author and finisher of our faith. And I'm telling you, through this ordeal, even though I admit to being, you know, completely crazy at times, and I was, and it's been duly noted in my chart, uh, the Lord was my comfort and has been through this and is right now. Otherwise, I'd be screaming at you from a lonely place, like, help me. Well, what can you do? No one can do anything. I'm, I'm, I've been run over by a truck. I'm stuck in this situation until I get unstuck. And so that's kind of what we're looking at this weekend. And uh, I don't have any goal about being home for Christmas. But uh, I've been watching, uh, and Frankie may find this interesting, I've been watching um, sports as a way of passing time and watching uh, basketball uh, and I've kind of moved more into pro, you know, NFL and, and NBA and, and uh, but getting down into the college games, college basketball and college football in terms of figuring out where these people are coming from, these great athletes, and then seeing what kind of deal they get. They get like four or five years um, you know, contract, and then that's all the money they're going to make. And I was talking to the surgeon about this, and I find this very fascinating, who these people are, the chosen ones. Because the rock stars of sports, they're, they're not, there's no, you know, Kobe Bryant's, or, you know, there's no, you know, um, famous superstars. The way it's ending up is, it's all just newcomers, and they go four or five years, and then they're out. And so you're seeing most of the people on the basketball court, the football field, are, are um, 23, 24 years old, fast as hell, unbelievably, uh, uh, unbelievable coordination, amazing athletes. And uh, it's, I'm just trying to figure. I'm trying to figure it out as a like, what exactly am I looking at? kind of analyzing team spirit, college spirit, Army-Navy game, all these different things, and how people get a football team and they 
they, they'll do anything for that team. You know, it's, it's, it's something they really feel passionate about. You know, following them, they know all the stats, they know all the players, they know where the players are born, they know where the players live. And um, I guess they are sort of like the gods, you know, so the gods of Mount Olympus. Uh, but I watch it with fascination now. You know, I'm never going to be able to just dive in and escape. You know me. I always ruin everything for everybody. So, you know what I mean? I'm kind of a party pooper in that way. But not on purpose. It's just my mind is very analytical. And uh, I really... But I've been fascinated with how much... And I've been fascinated how quickly it took me. Within a few days, I was into it. You know what I mean? Into basketball and football. I was into names, places, teams I liked, teams I didn't like, ESPN, what the deal is there, NBC Sports, ABC Sports. Before you knew it, I was like, you know, I was back to where I was when I was a lot younger. And what does it mean? I don't think it means anything. I'm, I'm just trying to understand. See, because I think if you can understand that, and I don't mean just like, you know, A plus B equals C. I mean, understand it. Uh, I think there's a big download from the Lord waiting for you. You know, to understand that, that, that human spirit, that, that, that need to, to overcome, but that need to do it their way, you know, I did it my way. And the folly of that, which is everyone that goes my way fails. Well, because they fail at the very end, if you don't perceive that leap, when you die, when the lights go out, well, you miss the boat, don't you? I'm not telling anyone to prepare to die. We should already have been prepared to die. But, you know, being sensitive to the Lord right now will mean the difference between prepping, uh, you know, having supplies on hand, having a, an escape route if you need, you know, getting politically back, you know, taking place, taking part in politics or whatever kind of life changes they're going through to try to, you know, save the republic and save the world. Everybody's on the same page. Everyone's got a, a gun pointed at their head. They try to make it a white, you know, white racist thing that race, you know, get rid of the white people and we'll have a utopia. And that's failed. I think we can walk that one to, to I think we to put that in the bank and lock it up. That one's failed. It's now humanity. And I think we are beginning to find, this is what I'm seeing, the beginnings of, you know, not, not everybody, because I mean, some people are so programmed race-wise, they see a white person, they just want to kill it. But that kind of thing that they tried, I think they, they overreached. And I, I, I'm seeing a lot more, I guess it's Jesus coming in. A lot more, because when Jesus comes in to the equation, and I don't mean churchy, but comes into the real Holy Spirit, real agape love, what happens is all that racist, all that programming goes out the window. And then we have general, 
you know, compassion. And, and, you know, they're trying everything they can do to make it a worldly thing. Because, see, they don't see the gap. Mind the gap. They don't see the gap. Okay, my last friend that went on an ayahuasca journey, he felt one with the universe, with all things, and felt a sense of peace. Eh, not good enough. That's not going to get it for me. Call me a spoiled brat, but that's not, that's just, that just fails. Okay? I want to understand matter form, spirit, time, space. And I want to understand God, tabernacle, you know, spiritual, you know, connection. Um, Do we just kind of merge over, spiritually merge over a bridge and connect with God. And he holds us there like, this is our future. And then he lets us go again because we become distracted. I think that's part of it. So I expect a lot of prophets to be raised up. Right now there's a lot of false prophets. I mean, they're saying all kinds of whack-a-mole stuff. You know what I mean? It's... You know, tit for tat, we're going to win World War III. The Jews prevail, blah, blah, blah. And, and it's uh, the Jews. Uh, done a lot of time thinking about that, about uh, the Jewish question and Middle East. Did you know that throughout history, the Jews have been chased from every place they have ever lived away? You know, been persecuted in that way. Now, I find that, you know, and when I say that, I say it loosely. I'm saying Israelis, you know, I guess real, because there's people that say they are Jews, but they're, but they're not because they really don't have that faith. Um, but, but you know what I mean, and in general. You know, a people called the Jews, a people called the Israelites, persecuted everywhere they went. So I've been thinking about that. Is that going on now? You know, why is that? Now, is there anyone else you can think of that fits that category? Myself. I fit that same category. And, and okay, you sitting there. You, you fit the same category as me. God's preserved you. You know, we've got our dog. Got a little house to live in. You know, that's been such a blessing because I I think without those things of stability, I think I would have already been dead. Don't think I would have made it. But, um, you know, the Lord provides, but he he doesn't provide everything. Things are hard. He, He demands hard work. You know, it's not a racial thing, hard work. But, you know, it demands that we do toil. He demands that we, that we, you know, that we go to prison and then have faith to get out. 
like the, the, the latest Owen Schroyer thing, he was thinking about Paul and Silas in prison and the prayers they prayed and how the Lord opened it. I was thinking about a prayer I prayed here where I said, I want to know what's going on. In five minutes, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Within five minutes, I had five answers as to where we were. You can't make that up. Now, Trish, I hope you understand that I'm out there. I couldn't tell you. Uh, I just spontaneously hit record. I can't even fill the thing out because I can't see it. Friend, my eyes are not where they were. I can't see a damn thing. But I know they're going to come back. And, uh, man, I felt good. I went over an hour. So I'm feeling good. I'm just, you know, kind of a mess. And I'm in my oxygen. We're trying to get my blood oxygen up so that I can get my strength back. I know. Well, but if I had to leave, don't you understand? I've already said to you goodbye. I'll see you in the next round. No worries. You know, and if it's, it's going to let me live, then that's fine too. But either way, it's not up to me right now. I'm in his hands. And right now, I'm considered a miracle by the doctors. So they're all studying me. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, leave, but I hope this helps. It's not filled out, but I, I can't do it. So let's let's go ahead and listen to a oppression prophetic song from a few years back. Uh, AI no escape. I got a lot of plans for sound for song production when I get home. You know that's kind of where my, I think psychologically that'd probably be the best, but spiritually, the best place for me. It may not be as good as rehab, but rehab would be dry and secular and you know kind of you know what I mean it could get to be abusive so I think I'm going to push for just going home and having a nurse there and you know because I need to take these medications around the clock and uh, you know having the uh, uh, PT physical therapist there uh, to get me up and uh, get me moving around and, and you know start getting back and then of course There'll be food. Trish will handle that, but she'll have help. All right, here we go. Yeah, now I need somebody that we'll interact with to get the insurance to even look at it at this point, which I don't think they will, but um, I'm going to need, you know, people that are approved of by at least the staff here or something so there's a continuity going, you know, and then, you know, so they're in touch with the doctor here. Now, I've heard I have a new doctor, but I see the old doctor up on the board, so I don't know. Yeah, no, I, when I think of what happened to me out there, but um, anyway, that's water under the bridge.
um, a big advocate of green tea. Keltron turned me on to green tea, and I've been drinking it ever since to get off coffee, get off caffeine, because I got AFib. I got a heart that's out of control, so I got to, that's another thing we have to work on, uh, you know, and they're medicating me heavily on that, trying to slow the heart rate down so it's more normal. And so I'm taking the green tea, which is, you know, just has tremendous health benefits. And I like it, and I'm very happy to be off the caffeine. Finally, it's gone. I don't miss it in the morning. I don't have withdrawals. I just feel that that would get my heart, you know, fibulating around. And we don't need that. So that's another benefit. Uh, nutrition, another benefit. I've been able to do a kind of a fasted uh, lifestyle in here where I just basically take a few bites from each meal. I don't take the whole meal, you know, to lose weight so I can eat more easily be, um, you know, helped physically. The lighter I am, the better it's going to be for me getting up, sitting down, walking, and all those things. So that's what we're going to do. Just a total focus on that. You know, and uh, I'm kind of excited about it. I know that I know that I feel like when I'm clear and I'm not screwing around with having a lot of times I'd have a drink at night just to take the pressure off, but that's that's out and gone. And so I know the Lord gives me much more when I'm completely open at all times and not trying to escape. See, trying to escape is like, for me, spiritually, putting on the gas and the brake at the same time. You know, it doesn't make any sense. And there's others who are... I'm not expecting anyone to join me. I'm just... This is my journey. And, um, you know, there have been several times I've knocked off booze and different things and, you know, slipped back, kind of. But it never winds up good. I mean, this is where I wound up here. Why? Uh, diluted thinking. Uh, let's get that diluted song going. Changed my mind. There it is. All right, everybody. All right, Lambs. All right, Zeph Report listeners. I'm Zeph Daniel. I have had a uh, quite a fall, quite a quite a relapse into uh, infection, hospitalization, and uh, I'm I'm coming out. I'm not infected right now today, and uh, so it's a matter of figuring out how we go from here. Please pray for me, and uh, I will be back. Yeah, I'll be back a lot more. I think. You know, I always, I always talk when I'm given something to say. And the Lord has a whole bunch. He said, I will tell you a lot of things. So that's what he told me. So that's what all this illness hitting the wall, being broken into a million pieces, it's leading toward hearing a lot of things that I believe he wants me to impart then to you or to the world. And that's what's going to happen I love you, and I'll see you next time. Where is that? Diluted. 
Well, we're all deluded, aren't we? Unless you totally have the Lord on your focus, like right now. Well, let's pray. Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray for everyone to have heard this and wherever this podcast goes, for people to receive the spirit of it, receive the healing of it, to receive the healing power of the Lord, to understand more about the Lord, to understand more about this leap of faith, of this chasm that, that where there's no connection, to understand that we can only go so far on earth, to understand so many things that were taught here today, and we'll, we'll be teaching again, that uh, so that they can have the comfort of Jesus and the understanding of what Jesus is, who he is, why he is, and why he is God, and why God is he, and why we are him and he's us, and all that John 17 stuff to have further understanding so that we have the peace that surpasses understanding, Lord, so that we have peace. And also, Lord, I pray for victory in everyone's physical traumas, physical sicknesses, old age, um, heart attacks, whatever it may be, Lord, that you would heal them all right now in Jesus' name, in five minutes in Jesus' name. Just bring the healing over them right now. A wave of healing in Jesus' name. Amen. You can stay in your delusion. You can stay.
Oh, 